Yeah, let's talk about it Bring it all to the table If you're able There's nothing that's off limits And I promise you'll be feeling better By the end of the show This is rated truly Dr. Shamika Dean back with another episode of Rest is the New Revenue podcast. And today I want to talk about how to begin replacing yourself in your business after you've realized that you become the bottleneck in your business. So where you are right now is you've hit, you know, between 250 to 350K in your business. And now you want to go ahead and get to the half a million dollar mark in your business. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. First, I want to address some of the mindset things that you're dealing with at this moment in your business. You're thinking, how in the world can I afford to remove myself from the business when there's so much to do? And at this point, you probably don't have either the right team or you don't have a team, right? So you probably have an executive assistant, in your business right now and you're trying to figure out how you can begin to first generate more profit and then begin replacing yourself in the business because here's the thing about entrepreneurship the journey goes like this you go from employee to entrepreneur from entrepreneur to ceo and then ceo to founder that is what wealth building looks like in the entrepreneurial path at this point you're still operating as an entrepreneur because you are working in the business and not on the business, all right? And so I wanna kind of talk about what are some of the things that you need to do uh, to begin transitioning yourself um, out of that role where everyone is depending on you, looking for you to be the one to get them the results in the business, uh, your inability to be able to take a step back and take time off from the business. So let's get into it. Now, at this point in your business, you should already have a solid offer, right? Your messaging should be fairly good, could need some work at this point. If you're not consistently attracting and generating leads, that means that there is some messaging that needs to be tweaked. Uh, because if you are generating at this level of income, that means that, again, you do have a solid offer. You are selling pretty well in your business. However, you want to take things up a notch. And with every business owner that I've ever worked with, uh, one of the very first things we do is to make sure that your messaging is attracting your catalyst client and not your comfort client in your business. So the catalyst client is the client that's going to go ahead and take you to the next level fairly quickly. The comfort client is going to keep you right where you are, unable to break the bottleneck in your business. At this at level, you're also looking at your calendar, right? You don't have any days off. You don't have any time off in your business. You're looking at your calendar. It's jam-packed. And again, everybody else is looking at you as the superhero, all right? So we want to break that. So first things first. You want to look at how you are positioning yourself in the industry. A lot of times we think about positioning ourselves as the expert and we are personal brands. We don't understand how some of our messaging is attracting folks who only want to work with us and not our company. So 
First, I want you to look at the language that you are using when you're describing the results, when you're describing the experience in your business, when you're describing the process. Are you positioning it as if you're, they're going to work with your company or are you positioning it as they are going to work with you? If you are positioning it in a way that they believe that they're going to work with you directly, even if you are doing that at this time, you have to prepare the people for where you're going. So you want to make sure that your language speaks to the process that you use that gets them results and not you using language that says, I am the one that's going to help you get results. First things first is you have to understand that you are responsible for the recipe. The clients are responsible for the results, right? And so in order for them to understand that, you have to start speaking to that right now so that they are already prepared and understand that it is your process that they are going to get access to to get them results and not necessarily you. The other thing is you want to look at the way your business is structured right now. Right. If your calendar is jam-packed, that tells me that you do not have your business structured in a way that you are in control of your time. So what you want to do is take a look at your calendar. How can you scale back on when you are taking sales calls, when you are teaching, when you are training, any of those things. So if you find that you are taking calls every single day, then you need to schedule one to two days a week when you are going to do sales calls. One of the reasons you want to do this is because you should never be always available or accessible. That means that you don't have enough boundaries in your business and people can see that. And because they see that on the front end, they're going to expect that on the back end. You also want to make sure that when you are scheduling your coaching calls, create your calendar based on how much support your clients would need to actually get the results from implementing the recipe that you are giving them. If you are working with beginners, they may need a little bit more support. However, you don't have to be live coaching or supporting them all of the time. So one of the things that you can do for those who may need a little bit more support is to create a portal a way for them to submit those questions to you. And then you decide when you will take the time to answer all of those questions. So for us, when we were allowing clients to submit work for us to review, they had to submit them by Monday at midnight and we would review them by Tuesday and, and they would get that response by the end of day on Tuesday. If they miss the deadline, it would not be reviewed until the next time. This creates discipline for your clients as well. And it also creates structure. Now, the way that you could do these questions, you could have them to email you, right? And, or you could have a form or something for them to submit the questions. And then you answer the questions that way. The other thing is when you are hosting these coaching calls, if you don't have the freedom or the flexibility during the afternoon hours to be able to serve them without it putting a strain on the way that your life is currently structured, then you're going to have to make that bold decision to not have those calls and trainings during that time, right? Because the thing about entrepreneurship is number one, when you have attracted an aligned audience, then the way you structure your business will work for them or 
in most cases, it will work for the majority of those that you are called to serve. So you have to understand that. So don't structure or schedule calls outside of normal business hours and those hours that align with the life that you are currently living. You're also going to want to make sure that you have some boundaries and you have a structured process for how you're going to serve the clients so that everyone comes in, even the people that you bring onto the team to help serve, everyone is following that same structure and protocol. This is how you're going to begin removing and replacing yourself in the business. So a quick recap on that, you want to create your coaching hours. You want to also create your sales calls hours as well. If you do not have a CEO schedule, you definitely want to start there. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that CEO schedule needs to look like so that you would have a blueprint and be able to start building. Now, this is just a blueprint. So you build it according to how your lifestyle is set up and how you want your business to run. All right. So your CEO schedule should include these time blocks. Number one, self-care. You should always have time scheduled to take care of you. Here's why. Oftentimes we don't remember to do it, especially when we are in the business. The better you are to yourself, the better you are going to be to your clients and the better business you're going to build. The next time block that you need to have is a lead generation time block. Time that you are going to actually spend on generating leads. The other time block that you need to have is a revenue generation time block. This is profit producing activity. This is where you are doing what you need to do to make the money. So this is the time when you're doing like your sales calls and, you know, or any kind of uh, marketing strategies. Then you need to have a time block for operations. These are the internal things in your business that are going to make sure that your business is still running. This includes team building. This includes, you know, creating the marketing strategy, creating the profit plan, those kind of things. So these are the main time blocks that you want to have on your CEO schedule. And then you just begin to build out your weeks according to these time blocks. The days of the week, keep things structured and then you can adjust as the business grows. But this schedule is going to keep you on track. It's gonna also help you to be able to replace yourself in the business because once this is done, you now know who you need to hire, put in place, they can come in and start doing what you're doing, picking up the pieces to give you more time away from the business. The other thing I want to hit on is some of us spend more time in the business than we actually need to because we haven't really taken a look at how much time we're spending on things that could be delegated to others. So one of the things that I want you to do is set a timer for when you begin working on tasks in your business. Look at how much time you are spending. And when you are looking at the task and the time you're spending, put a dollar amount to actually what it is costing you to do the things that are not helping you generate more revenue and that are not allowing you to actually show up in your zone of genius in your company. When you look at that, you want to ask yourself, what position do I need to begin hiring for right now? A lot of people go on, you know, and have an organizational chart that's kind of basic, right? So one of the first positions you're normally told to hire for is an executive assistant or a virtual assistant. And that is what I recommend as one of the first hires. 
just because it gives you the opportunity to free up more time of doing tasks that are taking you away from generating profit, which is what you need to be doing to get to the next revenue milestone in your business. However, after that, what role do you need to hire for? You need to think about what are you spending the most time doing in your business right now that is costing you money? And what is the biggest weakness that you have right now that is costing you money in your business? Because that needs to be your next hire. This is a thing we have to understand that someone else may need a social seller at this point. You may need a tech person at this point. Because if you need tech so that things can run more smoothly, giving you the freedom to show up to generate the revenue so that you can begin replacing yourself in your company, then your next hire needs to be a tech person. If your struggle is organization, right, then you may need to have someone who is good at structure organization in your business. So instead of looking at what's the normal hire, look at what is your right now hire to help you get to your next fastest. So at a minimum, for you to begin replacing yourself in your business, number one, you need to watch how you're showing up preparing the people right now to not expect for you to be their superhero. Number two, you want to look at the structure of your business. How are you running your business now? What is costing you the most time? And how can you position yourself to replace yourself sooner? And how can you scale back on having your calendar so full where you have things all over the place, right? So how can you structure that better? You need to also create a CEO schedule so that you will have a clear blueprint and plan on how you're running your business so that when you do hire the next person to come in and support you, then they have something that they can take and run with. And then you need to decide who you need to hire right now based on your biggest area of weakness that is preventing you from increasing your profit margin and showing up in your zone of genius. All right, this is all I have for you today. I'll talk to you in the next episode.